Bloomer is coming back. A historic dirt track is closing. Jade is crowned and more today from the Dirt Racing Weekend. Let's go. It's Sunday, October 15th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Uh, before we get started, just a quick thank you. We went over 6 million total video views on the YouTube channel in recent days, and we are well north of 7 million total show plays uh, when you account for the podcast version. We should easily do 4 million views just in 2023. We're also just shy 24,000 subscribers at the moment. So if you don't subscribe, we'd love to have you. Uh, the goal of 25K for the year is very much in sight. Uh, over in the Dirt Tracker merch shop, I've got a couple of sticker updates today. First, uh, the late model stickers are restocked. They look like this. You can get one. Uh, they joined the Under the Lights logo stickers and the midget ones. Uh, there is also a new sticker option as well with a new design. It's got a sprint car on it. Looks like this. Uh, has the established date. Says your daily dose of dirt on it. Uh, both the added stickers are available for five bucks and you can order at shop.dirttracker.com. They will pair very nicely with a shirt or koozie order as well. Uh, back on Thursday, we found out that Scott Bloomquist is planning on returning to the seat of a dirt late model at the Dirt Track World Championship coming up this week at Eldora. Because of his ongoing health issues and a cancer diagnosis this summer, we haven't seen Bloomer in a car since he attempted to run way back in January at Volusia in the Big Frog Motorsports car. He ended up not continuing, though, because of a lingering numbness in his leg and foot. We haven't gotten a ton of updates about his status through the year, uh, but he must be feeling well enough if he's going to try and race. He did stir up a little controversy a few weeks ago with comments about Ricky Thornton Jr. during an XR live stream, though, in which he said RTJ still has a lot to learn and that he makes a lot of mistakes. According to Kevin Kovac at DirtOnDirt.com, Bloomquist is not driving his own car, but instead a Team Zero chassis owned by Florida owner Devin Jones. Bloomer told Kovac that he thinks he can compete for the win at Eldora and wouldn't show up if he felt otherwise. He's a three-time winner of the Dirt Track World Championship. That happened at other racetracks, and obviously he's got a very prolific history at Eldora and the crown jewels there. Drop me a comment. Let me know what your prediction is for how Bloomquist will do in his first event back in a dirt late model, basically, uh, this season. Uh, the other big news item from the weekend is the impending sale and closure of Devil's Bowl Speedway in Texas. This weekend's ASCS events and the next weekend's World of Outlaws races will be the final ever shows at the historic track. If you aren't aware, Devil's Bowl hosted the original World of Outlaws sprint car race way back in 1978. Rumors have been floating around for maybe the last year or so that the future for the track was probably in doubt. If you remember back to 2022 when we were talking about the tracks falling to Copart and the loss of I-30, Devil's Bowl was in a lot of those conversations. I tried to do a little digging to see who exactly the track was sold to, but public records have yet to be updated. Uh, the rumors were that it's been uh, sold for warehouse space or possibly something tied to the very nearby airport, but we don't have a lot of details there. Not that it really matters, though, what ends up happening to it after it's not a racetrack anymore. It's a shame to lose uh, a facility with so much history tied to it, but uh, if you want to see it one more time, this coming weekend's Outlaw Show is your final chance. Uh, make sure to get there. Diving into some racing from the past few days, we'll start first with the Midgets. Jade Avedisian closed out the Extreme Outlaw Midget season last night with a podium run that was good enough for her to lock up the championship. It was the first national midget title ever for a female driver. Jade ended up with five wins and 26 top 10s in 29 races on her way to the championship. 
I talked way back in May of this season about her excellent chance to contend for one or both of the National Midget titles this season and took quite a bit of heat on that show for what I said. But here she is five months later crowned a champion. I'm sure all of those previous commenters uh, will be back today uh, in the comments section to give her a hat tip. You know, or probably not. Uh, Last night wasn't without controversy, though, as first lap contact between Jade and Chase McDermott set off a massive pileup that ended the night for several cars. It was certainly not a clean weekend for the midget crowd uh, and a rough way to start the season finale. Weekend extreme wins went to Ryan Timms, Gavin Miller, and Hayden Reinbold. Reinbold's win uh, last night was his first ever uh, national midget win. And besides the extreme title, Power Eye also crowned their champion this weekend. And when things kicked off on Wednesday night, it looked like Cannon McIntosh was on his way to that one. But an up and down couple of days saw McIntosh not only fall to fourth in the final extreme standings, but also lose out on the Power Eye title to Carter Sarf. So extreme and Power Eye done for the year. And now the midget teams get about a month off before the USAC midget season makes its run to the finish starting November 14th at Bakersfield. Of the four uh, World of Outlaws shows scheduled for the weekend, we ended up only getting one night of racing. Both late model races were, uh, were rained out, so just World Finals remains for those guys. And then the Friday sprint car race at 81 Speedway was called off because of high winds. Uh, it doesn't happen often. It has happened before, uh, but obviously you don't want to have winged sprint cars running around a racetrack when there's high winds. So they left Saturday night at Lakeside, which saw Donnie Schatz start on the front row, fall back to six, then charge back through and take the win right at the end. David Gravel got bottled up in lap traffic coming to the white and Shots slipped by on the bottom, drove on to his fifth win of the season. Shots hadn't won any race since his prelim night at Knoxville back in August, and his last outlaw win was the King's Royal at Eldora in July. Coming into Lakeside, he was on a stretch of races where he'd only finished top 10 in three of his past nine main events. A championship rivals Gravel, Brad Sweet, they rounded out the night's podium, headed to Devil's Bowl next week. The gap between the two is down to 66 points, I believe. The uh, website hasn't been updated today. Uh, Five races now remain for Gravel to try and close the gap. He's made progress in uh, recent weeks, but probably still needs a little bit more. Still about 33 feature positions uh, sit between the two here. So Gravel's got to beat Sweet on an average by about seven positions a night here to close up this gap. Uh, back to Devil's Bowl, the ASCS closed out their championship season over the weekend with two races. Sam Hafertiep swept the victories, and even though he finished outside the top 10 last night, Jason Martin was crowned the 2023 champion. It was his first. The final event of the season coming up with the rescheduled short track nationals is not a full points event, so Matt Covington cannot catch Martin there. It was a nice $50,000 payday for Martin, and uh, he had a strong season. Nine wins at 19 top fives, 25 top tens, and 29 appearances. As for Hafertiep, He doesn't run nearly as much with a 360 as he used to, but his record is still pretty damn good. Over the past three seasons, 28 ASCS races. In those, he's won 10 times, 21 top fives, 26 top tens. Pretty wild numbers. Short track nationals take place October 27th and 28th at Texarkana 67 Speedway. That one uh, was rescheduled from a couple of weeks ago. Looking around the rest of the country, Justin Sanders, DJ Neto were NARC Sprint Car winners Friday night at Hanford. Two races remain uh, out there with Corey Day leading the standings right now by 47 points over Sanders. At Arrowhead Speedway, Jason Hughes won two of three nights, including the uh, $20,000 finale. But it was Rodney Sanders who locked up the USMTS championship. Uh, He won the race on Friday to do so. Hughes did break a six-year winless streak, uh, which is almost hard to believe for a guy that's won a bunch of USMTS championships. In late model action, Michael Chilton won a pair of Ultimate Heart of America shows. Drake Troutman was a ULMS winner at Lernerville. And Ashton Winger bagged $15,000 at Why Not. All right, that's it for today's Daily. Hope you guys have a great Sunday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.